made it to um, the talk tonight. I might actually also paste it in the chat in case um, you'd like to read it as I'm reading it too, Sedna. Um, so the question is, Your Grace, these spiritual exercises are excellent, but how does one relay the spirit of these exercises to our children? For example, it is good to know hymn and rites, etc. But how about the spirit behind the hymn and the rite? Thank you so much. The spirit actually is contagious in, uh, in a positive way. I mean by contagious, when actually we pray together, children are like the sponge. So they will absorb from me not only the words that I am praying, but the spirit in which I am praying. Uh, if we see our children, we can see they are imitating us actually in, uh, in our, yeah, not only in our words, but they imitate us in our movement, in our body expressions. So our spirits, uh, 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 the children actually absorb from us even the spirit. When they see us praying with zeal, fervently, when they see us respecting and honoring the word of God and living by it, not in hypocrisy, but in integrity, the, the children actually, as I said, they are like sponge, they will absorb this from us. So just do it sincerely and don't worry, your children will learn from your example. That is a discipleship. Thank you, Sena. Um, next question, just probably more about the exercises. How to encourage your teenager to attend virtual mass? Actually, mass is a Catholic term. We use the word liturgy. So how to encourage your teenager to attend virtual liturgy during lockdown? They are no longer interested. Uh, I understand attending the liturgy uh, virtually definitely it's not like attending the liturgy in person so number one let's pray and ask god to open the churches quickly so we can go and worship in the house of the lord but uh, i think teaching them about the importance of the liturgy in our life and how we cannot deprive ourselves from this is spiritual food and this is spiritual nourishment uh, and by our example then actually they will be able to enjoy and attend the virtual uh, services in the church uh, i think not understanding the benefit and the effect and the role of the liturgy in our life is the main reason why we are not motivated to participate in it. Uh, 
Maybe another reason if they don't understand. For example, if you watch uh, a sport game like football or soccer and you don't understand the rules of the game, uh, you will not enjoy it. In the same way, understanding the liturgy is very important to enjoy the liturgy. So studying uh, liturgy, uh, rituals, and the meaning behind the rituals, this actually will help the teenager and the youth to be interested more in attending and participating the liturgies. Thank you, Sayyidina. So I, I think your comment about understanding the liturgy relates to two other questions about the Mass. So I might just uh, continue focusing on the Mass. So the next question is, um, I very much enjoy the Mass. However, as soon as deacons start hymning Coptic hymns, I lose interest and feel separated from the Mass. Surely God is after our hearts and longing for us to connect with Him instead of singing words without understanding. That's why sometimes there are uh, now many churches use only English. In America, we have uh, some churches, uh, we call it American Coptic Orthodox Church, in which actually we pray and we chant all hymns in English. And there is actually application called Coptic Hymns in English that has all the hymns in English, even the long hymns, how to be chanted in English. Uh, but if you are in a church that chanting uh, hymns in the Coptic language, don't be frustrated. Uh, thank God, actually, there is translation. And uh, you can follow the translation uh, and try to with the music of the hymn, try actually to pray in your heart with the understanding of, of the words. Uh, and this actually may give us uh, opportunity to go outside our centeredness and to connect with others. In the book of Revelation, we hear from every tribe, every language, every tongue. So sometimes actually praying in different tongues give us this flavor. And heaven is, is multicultural. Heaven is not one culture uh, from every tongue, every tribe, every nation. Uh, some people, when they go to church, they go to church with this mindset. If they say something in Coptic or in Arabic, I'll be offended. Uh, that's why once they start to pray in, in Coptic or Arabic, immediately they are offended. But if I go, of course, I prefer to, to pray in my own language, but I will do, uh, if they pray in different language, I will do the effort also to enjoy. This mindset will help you to enjoy the liturgy. And let me tell you, uh, me personally, because my first language is Arabic, uh, I enjoy praying the liturgy in Arabic and also in Coptic very much. But now, most of the time, I pray almost 
more than 95% of the liturgy in English. And uh, I am doing this also with joy, although that's not my first uh, preference, but I do it actually uh, for the sake of the people. Uh, so as those who speak Arabic or enjoy the Coptic, sometimes they go out of their comfort zone and pray in, in, in English. We have also to have this mindset if they prayed in Coptic or in Arabic, uh, let me do the effort. And now, thank God, through application like Coptic Reader, we have translation for every single word. It's chanted. So let's do the effort to enjoy the literature. Thank you, Sayyidina. I think we've got two comments relating to, um, I guess, the issue of Coptic hymns. So the first comment is, can you please share the link to the Coptic hymns? I think maybe they mean the link towards uh, the translation of the Coptic hymns. Is that Coptic Reader, Sayyidina, or is it a different No, no. A different application? application called uh, Coptic hymns in English. Coptic, uh, if, if you look at Apple Store or uh, uh, Android Store uh, and you write Coptic hymns in English, you will find this application. It's also by Southern Diocese. It has all the hymns in English. Coptic hymns in English. C-H-I-E. Coptic hymns in English. C-H-I-E. Great. Thank you very much, Sayyidina. And look, uh, I mean, your, your diocese you know, is, is very well known around the world of how active it is, and especially doing such a great job to um, making so many of our church resources so accessible. So thank you for, for your hard work there. Um, the, the other comment was, um, if I may, as your grace mentioned, if we find out the spirituality behind the long hymns and have a contemplation, we will actually come to enjoy it. It is a mindset. I agree, yes. That I agree with this comment 100%. Thank you. Yeah. So, so you know, we've got a few parenting questions there. So the first parenting question is, how do you how do you parent well when you and your partner are not on the same page about parenting because you have two very different parenting styles? My first advice is not to disagree with one another in front of your children. For example, if one uh, parent uh, dealt with the children in a certain way, the other should support the, uh, uh, the other parent in front of the children. And then between them together, they can discuss the differences. Uh, supporting the other parent even if I don't disagree, it will be in the benefit of the children rather than disagreeing in front of the children. Because once the children understand there is disagreement in parenting styles, they will take advantage of this. They will say, if you want to get yes, go to daddy. If you want to get no, go to mommy or the opposite, something like this. So we need actually uh, to be careful. Number two, we need actually to discuss our differences, the two different styles, and how to make them complement one another. And this needs uh, a lot of understanding, a lot of openness, a lot of com complementing one another, um, 
and trying to reach an agreement for the best interest of the children. At the end, if we couldn't reach an agreement, uh, maybe we need uh, to go to an expert, uh, like a a Christian counselor uh, in our area or to Abuna and ask him to help us how to integrate our two different uh, parenting styles into a one parenting style that both of us can use together for the best interest of children. Great, thank you, Sayedna. Um, Sayedna, well, I've got probably about six different questions um, having the same theme. And basically the, the, the same theme running across all those questions is, what if one spouse is close to God, he or she, it's usually a she, um, is close to God, and then the other spouse is, is a bit far away from God? Um, this is one example of those questions, um, um, but I literally have six questions and some are, are huge questions. So if we can take this question as an example in the hope that it answers the other question as well. This question says, um, where a member of the family denies Christ and actively seeks to distance themselves from their family and responsibilities to their children or partner, seeking fun in the worldly sense. What can one do as they actively affect the perception of right and wrong by their kids? Definitely, this is a big challenge. Uh, I'm not denying this is a big challenge. And actually, this uh, will make us see the importance of how to choose my spouse and my partner. We need to be very careful. Uh, In my opinion, uh, one of the most important decisions in our life is how to choose your partner or how to choose your spouse. Because a wrong choice can affect you and your children. But, again, as we said in the lecture, usually when we go to the scripture, we can find comfort and answer. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1, verse 1, St. Peter said, Wives, likewise be submissive to your own husband, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. And actually, this verse can be applied also about husbands. We can say husbands, likewise, likewise, love your wives, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their husbands when they observe your love and your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. So, if one spouse is away from Christ, away from the church, at least the other one should be faithful to God and faithful to uh, children and conduct his life 
in the right way. And here we have the promise from God in First Peter chapter 3, verse 1, even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be one by the conduct of their spouses. Praying also as St. Monica prayed for Augustine, praying uh, is very, very powerful uh, in our life. We need to pray and fast for the spouse who is away from God and definitely we will reap what we saw. Great, thank you, Sayyidina. Um, last question we have is, um, is about multitasking. And apologies for the other questions that we haven't gotten a chance to get to, but it's, uh, it's getting to quarter to ten here in Sydney, so I want to make sure that um, we get to the questions as much as we can. Uh, the last question, Sayyidina, is I want to be all in with my relationship with God. However, it's extremely hard to do that while trying to juggle work, family, and other hobbies. I'm terrible at multitasking, and my mind can only be one sorry on one thing at a time. How can we be all in but keep up with, with work, family, and family commitments? One of the beautiful saying, it says, if you pray only when you pray, then you are not praying. What do I mean by this? The idea of separating my life this is time for family, this is time for work, this is time for hobbies, this is time for God, is not actually biblical uh, uh, principle. The biblical principle, as we read it in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, Therefore, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So, I have one life, and this life I'm living it to the glory of God. In my work, I am glorifying God. In my family, I'm glorifying God. In my hobbies, I'm glorifying God. In eating and drinking, I'm glorifying God. So the idea of just uh, how to do multitasking, uh, if I understand that it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, if we live, I live to Christ, and if we die, we die to Christ. So it's one life. So this struggle will be eliminated from our life. Second advice, time management. The power of time management. Unfortunately, many of us speak about time management, but very few who know how to budget their time effectively in order to be able to do these spiritual exercises, to attend faithfully to their work, to attend to their families. And let me give you an example. In any convention, you find in the convention, maybe you have liturgy every day, you have midnight praises every day, you have two or three lectures, then there is free time, you have time for Bible study, you have time for um, talent show, then how can we include all these activities in one day? There is a schedule, because there is a schedule. And following the schedule, make us achieve all these activities in one day. They speak about time management as if you are packing your luggage. 
if you are throwing items in your luggage, your luggage may be take four, five items. But if you actually start to pack and to put them next to each other carefully, then the bag actually may take 10 items or 12 items. It's because now you are putting them in order next to each other. Time is like this. Time needs to be managed. I need actually to have a schedule to follow. When I have a schedule to follow, this actually will, will help us to uh, be highly productive uh, in, in, in our life. So my two advices here, number one, our life, you, cannot, you should not classify it. This is for work, this is for studying, this is for family, no. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And the second point, the power of uh, power of uh, time management. Uh, train yourself to manage your time properly, then you will find your productivity is very high. Great, thank you very much, Saidna. And um, speaking of productivity, thank you for waking up at five o'clock in the morning to, to accommodate for, for the Sydney time. You're, you're always ever so efficient and you okay. make the absolute best of your time. And, uh, God bless you, Saidna, and thank you so much for thanks so much. your love towards, towards us. Um, just thank you for all 250 attendees that we have with us. Um, I did put up a link just for your feedback.